0: You're listening to the Sermon Cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at And Now for this week's sermon.
1: How's everybody doing today? It is great to be in the house of the Lord, right? I love hearing Vernon, Pastor and all, Vernon, always coming up here, and he's asking that question, you know, and I'm just like, yes, yes, I'm excited to be here. And, oh my goodness, I just, I love our Lord. I love Jesus. I love Holy Spirit, especially how Holy Spirit works sometimes. Oh, man, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. But I have some questions for you guys. Can I ask you guys some questions? Is that okay? So... They're kind of funny questions, so, so bear with me. So, Elena and myself, we're driving in Vancouver, just running some errands, and we're driving. I'm driving. She's in the back seat with Edith, and all of a sudden, she's like, <gasps> and I'm like, what? What? And she's like, there's a spider on Edith's car seat, and I'm like, oh, dear Lord, um, and I'm stuck at it like, at the stoplight, right at an intersection. I'm like, what, what do you want me to do? She's like, I don't know. We need to get the spider out. And I'm like, I know, but I can't just stop here. So we're freaking out. And so finally the light turns green and I rush to the nearest parking spot, parking lot, and we get the spider out. And it was just one of those little fuzzy like jumping spiders. So not something too serious, but it's still, it's a spider, right? Is, is anybody else afraid of spiders? Am I the only person? Okay, I'm not alone. Spiders are scary, right? Okay, awesome. I'm glad we, uh, we cleared that up. I have another question for you guys. Has anybody ever messed up a phrase, uh, idiom, or a lyric to a song? Anybody? Okay, I'm not alone. Okay, I'm, I am, I am known for this. I am terrible. Just the other day, I was, you know, like, like TV shows, like detective shows, and you're, they're, they're, in their car, waiting to catch the criminal in the act, you know. And I could not, I could not think of the phrase. I was like, spot out, right? Spot out. No, that's not it. Spot out. It has to be spot out. No, no, it's not. It's actually stake out, right? It was terrible, right? It's a terrible mistake. But, okay, here's another one. I was saying this the other day to, to a co worker. I was like, all right, let's get to it. Off to the running. And I was like, no. That's that's not right off to the races. I'm just like, oh, I I just and my wife can attest to this. She, I say it probably all the time. Even my good friends over here they they hear me mess up phrases all the time. One of my favorites is there's a song by Chris Tomlin, I believe. It goes, "Amazing love, how sweet." Or I mess it up and I say, "How sweet is the sound." But it's not that it's how how can it be? And I'm just like, every single time I think of that song, or I I hear the words, like, amazing love, and I think about God, and I just sing in the back of my head. Amazing love, how sweet it sound. And I'm just like, I messed it up. But you know what? It is a sweet sound, right? His amazing love is a sweet sound. So it works, right? It works. But, and I, I apologize. If you guys haven't had your coffee yet, well, my terrible singing has probably woken you up, right? Okay? Is everybody with me now? So... My question, my main question for you guys is, I'm not alone with that stuff, right? We've all experienced things before where we mess up lyrics or we've had a spider in the car or, you know, other things, right? And so the title of my sermon today is that you are not alone. We all have our own issues and whether how funny they are or how serious they are, guess what? You are not alone. I guarantee you, somebody in this room, myself, my wife, the pastors, this pastoral team, we have been through it too. You know, I think about Vernon or Carl. They've been through a lot, man. They, Right, brother? Amen. And there is power in that. But I'll get into that in just a little bit. So, really quickly, if you follow with me, Deuteronomy 31, and I'm starting at verse 1. It says, then Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no longer go out and come in. Also, the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross over this Jordan. The Lord God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy these nations before you and you shall dispossess them. Joshua himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said, And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sion and Og, the kings of Amorites and their land when, and when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you that you may do to them according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them for your, for the Lord your God. He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So just, just get an image. Moses is, is talking to all Israel. He's just like, hey guys, I can no longer do this, but we got Joshua here. He's a good guy. Don't be afraid. And even if you don't trust Joshua, God is with you. It's all, it's gonna be gay. It's gonna be okay. God's saying, don't worry. I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm always here for you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that encouraging guys? That our God is with us no matter what, no matter where we're at in life, right? So verse 7, it goes to say, Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land in which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. And you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. I don't know about you guys. My mom taught me, well, just through experience, my mom taught me that if she says something more than once, oh, you better listen up. Right? I'm sure, Christina, with grace, or even Larry, like, if a parent tells you something, you better listen up. If they tell you a second time, you better be running. Right? Right? And so, through my relationship with Christ, when I see something more than once in the Bible, you better listen up. There's a reason why it's repeated over and over and over again. God wants you to just drill that in your head. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. So, going on, there's also other areas you'll see it. 1 Kings 8.57... Says, May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us nor forsake us. Again, look at that. Joshua one five, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Again, Joshua one nine, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I love that. I love that. I love how it all the text in the Word of God is important, right? And it's, it's all planned out. It's all lined out. Wherever you go. That means when you're in the car going to the supermarket. That's when you're in the car and a spider comes and tries to attack you and try to take your firstborn from you, right? <laughs> wherever you go. In the workplace, at school, at church, wherever you go. God is with you. Can I get an amen? Amen. So, again, we are not alone. We are not alone. God is always there for us. No matter the situation, He is always there for us. But, you know what's great is we don't only have God, but we have each other. You know, in this time of need, man, it is evident that we need each other. You know, Pastor Larry going on and graduating. Oh, God bless him. But we're still here, right? And I have got to say, in the few months that I've been here, it is evident that this church is a big family. This church is a huge community. And we are all there for each other. I have, I have not had the pleasure to get to know each and every one of you quite yet. But I'm getting there, so please have patience with me. But, man, something that Pastor Larry and Grace have just built, this legacy... It's just a big family with big hearts and it started with them and it was, it's just so amazing. It's so amazing. So family is always there for each other, right? Especially in this time of need. We're, I I was here for the memorial service. Dude, this place was packed out. If you guys missed it, oh man, it was some good laughs. I was telling Christina the story how Pastor Larry met Ryan for the first time and I was, I was cracking up and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, if, if they made it through that, they're going to make it through anything, right? Right? And it's so good. Oh, I love that man. Ah. So, we're a big family. The Word says in Galatians 6-2 that we're, we're called to carry each other's burdens, and this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. We all go through some stuff in this life. Especially some tough stuff. Nobody said that Christianity is easy, right? We have, you know, losing of pastors, or maybe you're in a financial burden, or maybe you have a relationship issue. Maybe you're going through some health stuff. Maybe you have cancer in your life. Maybe, I don't know your whole story, but you know what? God does. But, kind of like, this is why I was saying the first when I first started, how Holy Spirit just works, like Dan was saying. That, If you don't come up here, if you don't share what you're going through, how do you expect your family to know what you're going through? How do you expect your family to help you out? Proverbs 27 through 17 says that as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We are meant to be there for one another. We are meant to lift each other up. We are meant to encourage each other, just like how Dan was saying. We are meant to share testimonies. I think about all the people that I know personally in this church, or even myself, or my wife, or my good friends, or Sharice over here. Man, I guarantee you, if you're alive right this second, you have probably been through some stuff. We live in a fallen world. It's a tough world out there. We have all been through our own tests and testimonies, right? And there is power in testimony, guys. There is so much power. I have always, ever since I learned what a testimony meant, I have always preached it. But something I found out the other day when I was putting this message together was that in Hebrew, the root word that we translate as testimony, which means repeat, return, or do it again, was like, oh... That is good. Oh Lord, you are talking to me. Because you, you share a testimony in order to lift someone up, right? You're not, you're not sharing a testimony like, oh, hey, Grace, guess what? God is doing something in my life. Oh man, he's amazing. I'm amazing. Great. Awesome. You don't do that to, to boast yourself up. You do that to share the glory of God. And that part, do it again. So, really quick quick story time I was actually from I'm from the house church originally that's where I started my my youth pastoral stuff and everything and I remember we were renting the the church from you guys and it was a saturday night and we were doing this sermon series dream big and so it was like a 4 week series and they kept on talking about at the end of the series we're going to bless someone it's going to be amazing Bring some cash, you know, we're going to bless someone, it's going to be amazing. And we're like, oh yeah, alright, we're all so excited, right? I remember sitting right over here at a table, and I hear the pastor speaking, and they're like, alright guys, it's time. We're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, we're going to bless someone right now. What we've been talking about this whole series that, you know, we want to give them hope. We want to let them know that God is real and that God's going to work in their life and nothing's going to stop this person's dreams. Nothing's going to stop what God is going to do in this man's life or this person's life because it didn't specify yet. And then they started describing this person one thing at a time. And I was just like, that sounds a lot like me. That sounds like a lot like me. What? No, no, no. And just, just to preface... I, was at a, I used to work for this company that um, they basically went bankrupt. They went through some stuff and basically put me in a pickle. I got left with a balance of a work-living um, situation, and my name was in that, that uh, apartment or whatever, and I got left with that. And then they had some pay cuts as well, so electricity bills, utility bills, and stuff like that. I was, I was in debt at this point, and I was like, I saw no hope for my future. No hope. I was like, man, this financial stuff is just no fun. I'm never going to get out of this. And I I honestly thought, you know what, whatever, I'm not, I'm not going to get out of this. I'll just go live on my merry life. I'll, you know, just make as much money as I can, and uh, maybe I'll eventually get through it. But I had no hope. But then that night happened, and the church, they blessed me with such a huge amount of that it covered probably eighty percent of that bill. And I don't. It's just like I was floored. I I was couldn't believe it. I remember sta- sitting or standing right here hugging my pastor, and I was like, I was just in tears. I could not believe what God was doing in my life. And I share that because if God is able to do that in my life, He's able to do it in your life. He's able to do. To do it again. That's the power of testimony. He will do His miraculous again in your life. So don't think it's just for me. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Anything He'll do for me. Anything He'll do for Grace. Anything He'll do for Pastor Mike. anybody, Anything He'll do for anybody in this room, He'll do it for the next person sitting next to Him. Alright? Alright? So there is power in testimony. So, so far... We need each other. We need God. And really quick, I actually have a prop. I have an activity. So Tim, Naomi, where's Naomi? Naomi, come up here really quick. I have a little activity to do with you guys. Tim, you can have this this guy. You go ahead and let that run, run out. So I bought this string of rope just to give you guys a little bit more um, backstory with it. I unravel this thing. It took me forever. It was it was the hardest thing in my life, I think. So so be careful with that. It's it's just like a strand of it's actually a couple strands of rope. So go ahead and, and stand a little bit more that like backwards. Yep, yep, perfect. Tim, you go ahead and stand over that way. So here. All right, go ahead and get the full length out. Awesome. All right, stand right there. Just going to let this down for a second. Okay. Naomi No matter what I do, so hold that hold that end. No matter what I do, don't let me break this. Okay? This single strand of rope. Don't let me break this, okay? Hang on tight. What what did you do? It just broke! (laughs) Were you even hanging on to it really tight? You were? Okay. So you guys can see, this single or single strands of rope broke. Right? It's it's not that strong. It's weak. It's just if it stands up against something else, it's just gonna break again. Look at look at that. Alright? Naomi, thank you so much. You can sit down. Everybody give a round of applause for Naomi. Okay, this one's gonna be a little bit harder, I think. Tim? We're gonna try to break this rope. Come on. Come on! Break it! Break it! Oh, my back just cracked. That was amazing. Okay. Alright. That's good. So, it's, it's pretty, pretty clear. Thank you, Tim. Round of applause for Tim. That when, when strands of rope are together, braided together, that they are really strong. They are not easily broken. This I would think this is actually impossible for anybody to break, unless they had like a knife or something, right? But my point is, is that when we're together, when we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and we're standing together, we are not easily broken. Just like Dan was saying again, John ten ten. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Man, I can't think of any better way the enemy has to to distract us. He wants to make us so we're not united. He wants us alone. He wants us by ourselves, or at least make it feel like that we're by ourselves. Because that is when we are most vulnerable. That is when we're an easy target. But something that I've noticed here, again, we are a huge family. We are there for each other. That we're not alone. That we have our brothers and sisters. That we're not easily broken. No matter what this world throws at us, we are united. We are not alone. (sighs) Thank you, Jesus. All right. So, really quick, though. I have one last thing for you guys. And you guys have probably heard it over and over and over again. Um, It's just something that is evident in my life. And I just love hearing this thing. So I'm going to... Yeah, Edith? Yeah? All right. One night, I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene... I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonging to me, and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said, uh, once I decided to follow you, You'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, My precious child, I love you and I will never leave you. Never, ever. During your trials and testings, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Again, we are called to be with one another. We are called to have God in our life. And you know what? God's not going anywhere. He's going to be with you wherever you're at in life. So I want to encourage you guys, as you go out into the world, just know, whatever trials, whatever tribulations you're going through, God is with you. Through this season of this church, what we're going through, guess what? God is with us. And we are, we I I honestly at this point in my life, I'm not I'm not really sad. I'm rejoicing because Pastor is rejoicing. We are all in celebration, right? And so just whatever you're going through, God is there for you. All right. So that is all I have for you guys. Thank you. It's such an honor to be up here with you guys. I'll give bro. it over to Mike.
0: All right, stand with us. Never leave us, never forsake us. Such a great word, such a timely word, and and, uh, we are so grateful for that. Amen? All right, let me pray over you today and send you on your way. Father, thank you again for the opportunity to meet in this house, and thank you, Lord, for the uh, opportunity to worship, to be together for fellowship, and to hear your word today. Lord, uh whatever struggles are are in our face, I pray Lord that we'll be able to hang on to these promises today. Make them a reality, uh make them real in our own lives. Apply them to our situation, I pray that we would continue to walk uprightly before you. Thank you again for the bond of family and uh, all that they mean to us. And we give you praise in Jesus name. Bless you guys, have a great week.